How many times have you touched your genitals then since the lockdown? How many times have you given them a good, vigorous, old, friendly handshake? I'm not even going to... I'm not... You should, though, because I don't have an intro for this episode. Well... So yeah, just tell me, Paul, tell me how many times you wank. Is that simple? No, no, Paul, I'll tell you what. What? You really do not have an yeah. intro. You do not have an intro. And I'll tell you what... It, right, you, I'll tell you what you, isn't the intro. You do an intro. I'll tell you what isn't the intro. Intro. Is it this? Yes, this is not the intro. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop the recording because I, I can the stop podcast. the fucking recording, mate. Yeah, I'm recording well, then, my side. Go on. I'll do. What do you want me to do? <laughs> fucking think of something apart from me touching my nads. Jesus Christ. Fine. Okay. What do you want me to fucking say to you? What? Doesn't matter. I've got it. I've sorted it out. Here's a new in. Here's. I just could. You could, first of all, you could have just told me how many times you touched your dick. To the point of ejaculation. As if I, That's all I would have asked. Only, if, could, only a handful. Then I could have gone, it's cheap show. You know? Only a few times. How many times? A handful of times. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap show. Oh, fucking hell. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Off-brand brand, off-brand brand, off Cheap Show. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, for another episode of Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast with me, Paul Gannon, and my faithful friend. Eli Silverman, hi. 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 Um, you know what, Paul? The number of, uh, of ball-touching incidents, uh, it's increase- yeah. increasing. Is it building up momentum? It's surging as we speak. <laughs> are the numbers rising? The numbers are rising, going up all the bloody time, mate. Are we? Have we reached peak genital manipulation yet? <laughs> you've uh, you've given me an idea, basically, and uh, I'm carrying through. <laughs> Go on. I'm not touching my nads. I can't believe we're talking about this. What? As well, if, you know, as if people don't want. know that I wank. You know, everyone wanks in normal society these days. It's a normal, healthy thing that you do to prevent fucking bollock cancer. I don't know if they're going to put that on a poster, though. Wank more. You won't get bollock cancer. It's not going to turn up in a surgery ward wall, is it? I've seen it. Have you? You've seen the poster that says yeah. explicitly wank yeah. more or you'll get bollock cancer. I was, at the, I was at the GP and I'm waiting and they've got all the posters there, you know, how to wash your hands and, you know, yeah. you know, you should get diabetes check if you're over yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. age and all of this. And, then, and there's a poster there going... Spoff your broth off twice daily <laughs> bollock <laughs> to stop getting bollock cancer, you can't. That's what the poster actually said. Great. Well, you know, there's the funding for the NHS for you, isn't it? Working in action. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> it's 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 madness, mate. Speaking of madness, I'm getting close to it. I've been in the house now for about <laughs> two and a half weeks. I've left the house yeah. twice. Uh yeah briefly wants to go to morrison's which was very much like 
the scene in Dawn of the Dead where they sneak out of their <laughs> hidey hole and race into the mall to grab a few essentials and get back. Ah, yeah. So, and then we went oh, to the, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Yeah. They went the to the whole park. thing the whole thing's got a bit of a Dawn of the Dead uh, kind of vibe to it, doesn't it, really? It's just bizarre. Very weird times. So, I think it's our duty, you and I, to provide mm-hmm. a service of larks and yucks and ha-ha-has for the people listening who want to take their, take their mind off the subject for an hour or so. Yes, you're absolutely right, Paul. And let me just have a little a little go at that now, if, if you'll let me. If you'll no, allow by me, all okay? means, sir. A wanky bollock, fill my bollock, boff, stuff it up your bum, bollock, hole, touch my nads, hairy bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Win let it. Me, uh, let, let me just add Win a few it, more farmer. to that. Let, let me just All add right. a few more. <clears throat> Jizzy splish splash, farty party. <laughs> Grizzle nizzle, floppy whoppy, <laughs> grizzle nizzle, swappy whoppy, wibbly dibbly, poo. Paul, we were. Um, I was told to move on twice by the police yesterday because they thought what they thought that because someone in the government said people shouldn't be uh, going to the park, that they thought that was law, and they've taken it into their own hands to harass myself when I was completely apart from every other person. But just happened to be out. I think, like, frankly, walking. the p- two policemen were out. They saw you. And we thought, "Are you bored, mate?" And the other one went, "Yeah, let's take the piss out of this toss pot." <laughs> so went up and just decided to nag you for a bit. <laughs> no, but the funny thing that he said, he said, "Look, suck uh, my dick." <laughs> no, <laughs> he said, uh, "You know, we're asking people to move on, and we need to be seen to be not just saying this to certain types of people." Oh, interesting. So what's he trying to say? Okay, uh, we're only coming up to you because you're not black, so we have to balance the books or something. You know what I mean? Uh, Possibly. That doesn't work. I don't know. Maybe they're just randomly randomly grabbing people and saying, go home. They are. But the other incident that happened the other day was walking. Yeah, Tales from the walking. (laughs) So that's what we should do, a new bit for this period of the thing. Yeah, here we go. So when we have our rare instances where we walk for some reason, then yeah, we can tell a story. The parkway. Call it the pathway. Tales from the pathway. Tales. You know what? Round of applause for Eli Silverman. A brand new segment that's fully ratified by Paul Gannon TM. Thank you very much. So. <laughs> Tales from the. What's it called? Pathway. <laughs> Tales from the Pathway. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Tales from the Pathway uh, with uh, myself, Eli Silverman. Uh, this is the section of Cheap Show where I will regale the listenership with a little anecdote about my totally safe social distancing allowed walks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fair enough. So yeah, I'm, well, I'm going enough. on one of these t- totally allowed totally not forbidden walks because i'm a free person you know and i'm prepared to to stay home if that's but i'm allowed out once a day right stop digging whatever tell the story so i'm walking along and some police are coming towards me okay so i think i need to remain a safe two meters away from these people just like anyone else not just because they're police and then i move aside but they see me moving aside and they or follow me. They come, they cross as well. You know, like two people trying to avoid each other when they're walking towards each other. But yeah. they're doing it on purpose. So I move So I oh. move across to the other side of the road again. Back, I zigzag back. 
Right. And they move back. And then I think, what the fuck is going on? And I zigzag back the other way and they come back the other way. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And he goes, oh, it's a bit suspicious. They're both about two for one. So to come across as Jasper Carrot, they're both about fucking seven years old, these fucking policemen. So they've gone from two-year-olds to seven-year-olds to prove your point that they're just oh, young well, men. Two, two, <laughs> two is just a bit too young. You it know, really is. They'd be I don't think two-year-olds <laughs> have uh, <laughs> access to... Uh, no, you know. they don't have motor skills. Yeah, no. No. Right, so... So anyway, he goes, he goes, oh, what are you, what are you doing trying to avoid us? Bits of switches. What are you up to? And I'm like, it's two meters. We're meant to keep two meters away from everyone, you know? And he went, ugh. <laughs> and then they walked off. Like, what kind of fucking moron are you? As if I was trying to get away from them. I'd still, I'd keep walking towards them, but just try and keep out of their path. That's what I'd do if I was guilty of something and I was trying to, you know what I mean? As if. And as if he hasn't seen the news. Anyway, there's my tales from the fucking pathway. <laughs> Go on, please. Tales from the pathway. Uh, it's not very good. Right, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> we've got, we do have content with this episode, and some of it's been supplied uh, what by... What have we got coming up? Well, we've got a little, well, we've got a story to into, uh, to interfere with. What's the word I'm looking for? Interfere, interject, inter- uh, we've investigate. We've got uh, something to interfere with. We've got, so, we've got a I've story. I've got a little story I like to interfere with. Yeah, have you? Go on. Yeah, it's the story of my dick getting hard. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Um, got... I like to interfere by uh, aiding in it, in its hardness growing style. Right, and I how... can't believe I'm talking about my I know, dick now. I, lo- I dropped it a long time ago. I wasn't going to. Anyway, we're you doing that. my dick. And we do have a price of shite. Price of shite, fantastic. Now, this is the first time we're going to try the a remote price of shite, so I won't, I'll be playing the, the game of price of shite today, but I won't be able to actually physically hold... The objects no. in my hand. I will be watching them. In many respects, it could be a tougher challenge, but we'll see. That's all to come okay. on this week's lockdown edition of Cheap Show. And for the record, I've had three wanks, and it's just not good enough. I need to do better. What do you mean? I need. I, you do because I, I, it's. A- I can't be doing just three. It's a good old time for a couple of minutes. It's a lark. I. You know what? I laugh myself to death sometimes masturbating. It's such a laugh. Literally, I'm, 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 I'm on my back with my legs in the air, jostling and bouncing up and down as I reach the end of a long, slow wank. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cheap Show. Let's crack on with the show, shall we? So, Mr. Silverman, yes. now that we're all on lockdown, do you have any life hacks for us to get us through this difficult time? Well, Paul, you uh, you said, why not do some life hacks again? And the problem with that is that would uh, involve actually being able to think of a single thing. So, you've not thought of anything? I did have one. I did right. have one. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, long-awaited life hack. Here we go. When you're ready, Mr. Silverman, begin. In the morning for breakfast have a fries Turkish delight and then uh, sort of try and go back to sleep for a couple of hours but not really manage it (laughs) (laughs) this is very specific sounding life hack yeah uh, that's what I've been doing on at least two mornings recently I've had a whole fries Turkish delight just there by the bed in the house of pickles ready yeah have it ready this is part of the taste of is it a taste of paradise, just just so you can escape for a while? I, I don't know about you. I don't know if we discussed this on Cheap Show before, Paul, but I fucking love a fried Turkish delight, me. Love it. I don't think I've had one in 
decades. I can safely say decades. Why didn't you? Don't you like them? Um, I tell you why. Do you remember the Milky Waste, uh, Milky Bar story? What about when you that ate for my history? When you ate so much white chocolate that you vomited? Yeah, yeah. You did the same thing with well Turkish delight. Pretty much. Ah. So back in school days, I wanted to be an actor, and so there was a school production of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and I, more than anything in the world, wanted to be Edmund. Okay. You know, the, the kind of bad kid, right? Because he gets all the juicy roles, right? Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it'd be a good role. Which I'd go for. Guess which role I'd, I'd try and get if we were doing that. The lion. No, Mr. Tumnus. Oh, Mr. Tumnus. Yeah. Why do you think you'd make a good Tumnus? Because he's, he's puckish, isn't he? He's sort of squat and he's uh, he's got hairy legs and stuff. Well, like a sheep. You would literally look like Danny DeVito's character in Hercules. You know Fucking that, right? Fucking great. That'd, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> yeah, great, would. wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, well, there you go. So anyway, I wanted to be Edmund. And what's Edmund's trait in that book? Remember? That the, the Snow Queen lures him with Turkish delight. Oh, of course. Yes, that's so, where... Yes. Yeah. So during like the audition process, I would like get into character by eating Turkish delight, and then during <laughs> one of the auditions, I'd eaten too much, and when the the director, I can't remember his name, a teacher said action, I was just sick all down my front. Really? Yeah. It sounds like. And you... they gave me the role of of what? They gave me the role of Peter, who's the good boy, <laughs> who's the goody good boy. Yeah, who gets gets a sword fight, but it's boring. Yeah, but I bet Peter was more like you, you know, just sort of a, you know. Milk toast, wallflower no, type. I'm more like Edmund. You're no, not a I'm bad like boy. I'm a, na- I'm, I'm a naughty boy. You're not. You're not I'm a naughty you weren't boy. a bad boy can, at school. I can prove it. How were you a bad boy um, at school? Was, Tell me. What I did was, you do? I was. I, I used I used to roll my blazer sleeves up in a Miami Vice style no, way. No. I made, yep. I made leg warmers out of a jumper I had by cutting off the sleeves. Right. Yeah. Okay. I shat in a history teacher's mouth. No, you. Fu- oh, fuck off! You got you, immediately. We're we're in flights of fantasy because you can't even think of your bad boy credentials. And that's how I got to, my B. Where, have you been expelled from a school? Have you? No. Well, I have. Who's the well, bad kind boy? Kind of, actually. Kind of. What do you mean, kind of? Well, when I first went to secondary school, I couldn't adjust to the change from primary to secondary, and I hated <laughs> it. And so I would bunk off school all the time yeah. and not do stuff and be surly. And so I got ho- I got taught from home for a while, and then they integrated oh, me slowly back into school wow. that way. That is quite bad, boy. And then I shat in the PE teacher's <laughs> mouth and got an A. You fucking didn't. I, did. I used to throw chairs at the teacher's. But tiny little ones. Yeah, they were little ones. Yeah, it's funny. Why? How did you know that? Were you there? How 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 old were you? Were you like three? No, this is when I was sort of uh, eight, nine. This is when you were at that school. So basically, all the chairs you would have thrown were probably made of fucking marshmallows or something. <laughs> it didn't do any damage. No, it was the Steiner School, which is uh, yeah. The, so the, the they make pianos. Yeah, that's that Steinway or no. Stein. You went to a Steinway school. No, I went to a Steiner school. Oh, yeah. That's that joke, Dad. No, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> it was. So uh, we've lost our way here, haven't we? I mean, what are we talking about? Now? Yeah, we're well, meant to be doing life facts. All right, I've got a life fact for you then. Uh, what, what, what did you think about my Turkish delight life hack? Life hack. Life hack. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. It was a uh, you know uh, specific. I've got another one. And does it bring you joy? I've got another quick Go one. On. Uh, to guard against times of trouble and scarcity, simply develop a trivia. And noodle obsessed podcast, and people will send you supplies that will st- be in your room forever. I've been eating all sorts of weird chocolate that we never did on the show. <laughs> you are. It's like in many respects, cheap shows turned you into like a, 
you know, like a conspiracy truther who's got a bunker with all tinned food and things in it. There's so many noodles in here that I never even well, thought a about. A prepper or something, they call yeah. it. I've prepped with noodles, mate. I've got noodles as far as the eye can see. It's like the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones, mate. But just noodles. Yeah. In- Indiana Silverman and the Raiders of the Lost So uh, what Noodle. What- <laughs> Fucking! I thought you. I thought that it had cut out on your end, and you. Not that you just couldn't <laughs> finish the sentence. I was trying to think of like a clever pot noodle, you know, cup noodle name to re- you know to replace Ark, and then I realised I know next to nothing about noodles because I never listen to you. Yeah, that's fucking true, and you should listen more. Well, there we go. I've got a. I've got a life hack. Okay, hit me with it. All right, get ready. If you're running low on tobacco or you've got dry tobacco and you're a smoker, right? <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah. Take the dry tobacco you've got left, separate it into two halves. On one half, you put it on a bit of paper and you spray it lightly with water if you can get a fine mist and you get it damp. And once that side's damp, you put it in with the dry and you mix it up and you put it in a little bag to sweat off. And in about a couple of hours, it's much more moist and you can have old tobacco. That's not a life hack. That's how to give yourself lung cancer. All right. Well, do, 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 do. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> All right. Okay. What? All right. If you run... here's a life hack for you. Okay. If you run on running low on toilet paper. Yeah. Here, here's what you do. You have to put up with just smelling like shit forever. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. No. All right. If you're running low on toilet paper. Buy elaborate towels from your supermarket and just burn through them. Yeah. If you're running low on toilet paper, grow up and be a man about it, or woman, or... Right. <laughs> or whatever gender you prefer <laughs> yeah. to be recognised as, if indeed you do at all. Thank you, Yeah, Paul. get on. And uh, just wipe your hand with your ass. I mean, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> your ass with your hands. And, uh, well, we, we came very close to that in that we were close to running off on toilet paper. And I thought, you know what? End of the day, if we run out of toilet roll, I'm just going to use the shower head yeah. and give it a good old water blast. Well, that's why B-Days are actually a good thing, aren't they? Remember B-Days? Yeah. yeah I, I, my first experience of the B-Day was when we were on holiday as a family in Spain in the mid-90s, so it must have been like 14, 15. And I remember seeing one, and it was a small toilet next to a big toilet, and I thought, what's all that about? So I sat on it, and I saw the two taps. One said hot and cold, so I just thought, I'll just put hot on. Didn't realise it would be the hottest water known to human existence. And not only that, but my ring piece was so perfectly placed <laughs> on the jet stream of that hot blast of water <laughs> that I shot off it like Yosemite Sam and <laughs> ran around in circles. And then eventually had to stick an ice-cold sponge of water up my bum hole to, keep, to stop the pain. <laughs> wow. I didn't think we were going to get a B-Day story of that quality today, Paul. Thank you. You burnt well, your ass. thank you very much. All I'm saying is test the temperature of the water before you put the most delicate part of your body right up against it. Okay. We will. But you don't see them anymore, do you? They've gone out of fashion, didn't they? But they'd be good if you had running low on toilet paper, wouldn't they? Well, like, it's just apparently, like, in some countries, B-Days or whatever, just perfectly natural, normal things, and they don't have toilet paper, you know? But, like... Britain's just a toilet paper country, it which is, is why people go fucking mental when they think they can't wipe their ass. Yes, it's bizarre. So here's what we're doing in this segment. Okay. Uh, that was a great life hack, by the way. Well done. Thank you. Well worth bringing back. Oh, definitely. 
So, we've had a few people send us this on Twitter. Uh, so if you sent this article on Twitter, there was about 20. Thank you all. Thanks for sending stuff in. It comes from Vice. The article is called The Walker's Crisp Conspiracy That Has Convinced People We're in an Alternate Reality. I bet this is about the triumvirate of snacks, isn't it? Well, let's see where it goes. Fucking but hell. We mate. have covered this topic before. Funny enough, it's like that Berenstein Bears bullshit that we had to yeah. talk about the a few years ago. Mandela effect. Like, no, yeah. It was always stain. It's because Steen or Stein is it's much more commonplace yes. that we supplanted that in replace of Stein. Yes. I, I do think, though, since 2016, we have bumped over into another reality because all of this is fucking cocker bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, so here's what the story goes like. It's on Vice. Uh, who's the article? Augustine Surf. It's a very strange name. Two-thirds of people I spoke to, including Gary Lineker, believe the company's salt and vinegar packets were once blue and their cheese and onion packets were green. Apparently, they're all wrong. What? And that's the pre That's the pre with which this story begins. Oh, my what? Paul, what? Uh, calm I can't, down. I, we'll cover this. No. Rationally. No, I don't. Calm down. Uh, uh, right, take a breath. Uh, take a breath. I know we're living in strange times. Cheese moments. Oh, come on. Cheese moments. No, we're oh. going to talk about... On a sidebar, on a little sidebar here, Paul, oh. <laughs> guess who ate? Literally two packets of bacon fries and two packets of uh, scampi fries in one sitting in bed the other night. It was such a lonely, tragic, desperate, <laughs> pathetic thing to do. I'm going to take a guess and say it was you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Good. <laughs> go on. Do I win a prize or is it just the yeah. ongoing realisation that we're both doomed? I'll send you... I'll nap his polties. Right, good. Nap his polties. <laughs> Right, okay, well, since you're gone, I'll just carry on for the listeners at home. Yeah, please right. carry on, Blair. Go the, article on. Be- the article begins with a quote. <laughs> the wrong flavoured crisps can cause a ripple effect throughout the whole of world history. That's Mark Garrett, senior political lecturer at the University of Lancaster on a mystery that's been circling for some time. A mystery I stumbled upon one night in the pub. I was tucking into a bag of Walker's salt and vinegar crisps, ripped at the seam and spread invitingly over the table when I lamented that Walker's, we've all, hippie style, I think, Partridge called it. Oh, right. <laughs> when I lamented that Walker's had switched the colour of salt and vinegar and cheese and onion packets from blue to green and green to blue, respectively. Common knowledge, I thought, but my friend was adamant that they'd always been this way around. I whipped out my phone only to be gaslighted by the FAQ section of the Walker's website. Walkers are lying. Yeah. Well, this is what the Walkers website says. Question. Why did you change your packaging for salt and vinegar and cheese and onion so they're the wrong colours? Answer. Contrary to popular belief, Walkers cheese and onion have always been in blue packets and salt and vinegar have always been in green packets and we don't have a plan to change this as it's a signature to our brand. No, 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 no. Right, you've got a point you want to bring up? That's not true. And you know what? I say Walker's lie. And and I'll give I'll be you... honest. I don't know. I'll give you an example, Paul, of a, a company... Give me an example. ...of a company doing exactly this, right? But a, with a bit more extreme. Coca-Cola. It's historical fact that Coca-Cola had cocaine in it when it was started. They deny that. So that's exactly like this. That is a lie. And also... Release the cheese moment cut as well, Walkers, yeah? (laughs) 
Hashtag release the cheese moments cut. Yes. Between us, we need to solve every crisp mystery in the world. This is this a crisp is Marie. A crisp tree. <laughs> this Miss is crisp Marie. Chris crisp Marie. <laughs> Miss Chris Misty. <laughs> Just say Nappis Pultney and skin it over with, mate. Right. Nappis Pultisley. <laughs> Before I forget as well, someone was listening to a QI podcast and they mentioned a shredded potato poultice. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's good poultice, that. Yeah. Good poultice. It would be. Right, just... so here's where the article No, Paul. Continues. Paul, let me just say one what? thing on the poultice, oh, yeah. God. Imagine, yeah, yeah a, a, sh- a shredded... Imagine the consistency of shredded potato, yeah? Yeah. And imagine, imagine how compressible that is. Damp and sort of compressible. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you could like a, a, a hash brown. Yeah. You could thwack that up if it had nice containment. Straight up. Thwap that poultice you straight what, up. You you know what would make my day, mate? What? If I got a hot hash brown poultice right in the <laughs> clinger. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? I love I love all this poultice talk, mate. I'm not even joking. I'm not even putting this on just for the po- the podcast. <laughs> I actually love the poultice talk. Right, okay, well let's Right, no, continue. Right, here continue. we go. <laughs> the article continues. I had no idea, says the journalist, sitting in that sweaty fuller's licking additive lace vinegar off my fingertips that I had just stumbled on what be, could be the biggest corporate stitch-up since the Enron scandal. Oh, and look, mate, I know... Get it's a, on with it, I know man. it's a tongue-in-cheek I mean? article, but fucking hell. But fucking hell. Get to the meat and bones of this fucking... I, you know? Anyway, continue, please. That's the problem with no. Vice articles. They're not about the story. They're about the cunt telling the story. I know. And sometimes that's okay because it is actually quite amusing. But sometimes it's like this and it's just an annoying tone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That he has. Yeah. It felt baffling to have my personal account of history denied. So I decided to investigate via the medium of making a podcast about it. Of course you did. And to kick things off, track down Gary Lineker, longtime Walker's representative. He couldn't have been okay. clearer. He remembers a switch. Yeah, so do I. He's been bought off. They're all in Walker's pocket. No, he does remember a switch. He's been bought off by Golden Wonder. He's he's taking Golden Wonder money on the side. He's on the side. Paul, you've got you've got to think about this logically, right? right? Who benefits by denying that they used to be the other way around? Only Walkers do. And and uh, there's a little clue in what he found that journalist found on the website because it said. Um, traditional it's always been the same you know as if they as if they're trying to they're trying to build a brand thing where we've always been here but they weren't always here like you say golden wonders were yeah. here and then they were the new kid on the block and walkers had green packets for cheese and onion just like golden wonder did i don't know at mate. first i'm sure i don't know mate anyway Gary Lineker goes on to say this. Oh, by the way, for people in other countries who listen to this podcast, Gary Lineker is a football or soccer player uh, who became a TV sports pundit and a national treasure. Everyone loves Gary Lineker, doesn't doesn't they? <laughs> he got he was he was famous for being a footballer, and then he was famous for crisp adverts, and now he's famous for. Um, calling wankers out on Twitter, isn't he? Right, he says this. Oh, long, long, long ago, he recalled, I don't know, before it started, so over 25 years ago, I asked him why they made the switch. I think it might have been when Pepsi bought them. So about 89-ish, Gary said, maybe. Ah, I don't know. This all chimes with me. This chimes with me. This chimes with me. It's true. Gary speaks the truth to power. When I told him Walker's deny it ever happened, he was unequivocal. No, they don't. 
Everyone knows it happened. Paul, can I ask you personally? Yeah. What do you remember? Walker's crisp being the other way around the, the colours. Here's the thing. I don't remember at all, and there's one reason why. Uh, Our family was a big Golden Wonders crisps kind of family, so I only ever knew the right way. Yeah, but there must have been a point where you made the switch because... Yeah, but that switch is probably too late for me to question whether the colour had been changed. So by the time I became aware uh, properly of Walker's and Plains... They were the way they are too, now. It was yeah. too late. They'd played their hand. I was too late for this conspiracy. I am outraged. I'm with Lineker on this. I suppose I, at this point, I should say thank you to Vice.com for letting us just read this and make content out of it. But fuck me, if this Bellen's going to make a podcast best based on crisps, you need to know that we're the original crisp podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're the only one who have a scientific system whereby we rank crisps rationally and objectively. With the League of Snacks. And we care. And we care about it. We care about it. We don't just care because you had a pub conversation one day and you thought, oh, it's Walker's blue and not green or green or not blue. <laughs> Does he sound like that? You know what I mean? I don't know. He does in my head now. Now, Paul, whilst yes. we're on this subject, could I just ha- say a little something about the uh, the League of Snack and Crisps? Go on. I've noticed that uh, Mr. Biffo has been doing some crisp tasting. Uh, on his uh, channel, and he has come up with something which I think is a very, very clever and uh, innovative uh, uh, way to rate crisps that we didn't think of, and that is accuracy, i.e. how well, how much does the crisp taste like the ingredient it's supposed to uh, be representing in its flavour. Can we, can we nick that, please? Yeah. We're going to nick it right now. All right. We're going to nick it right now, and also... I'm going to, when I'm next at Biffo's, I'm going to go on his laptop and just delete that video, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to take us talking about accuracy and add it to, like, episode 14 or something. Ooh, on the past. Drop it in. Drop it in. Re- re-evaluate people's memory of our podcast. And then it'll be us. Yeah, and then it'll be us. And then everyone will say Biffo ripped us off. Yeah. Not yeah. us ripping him off. Yeah. yeah. So, Biffo, if you're listening, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to your house, and then I'm going <laughs> to delete your videos, and then I'm going to edit my podcast to put references that we'll record now into much earlier episodes. And you know what? Do you know what? I'll do it because I'm in lockdown. and got fucking nothing else to do but that. But, Paul, in all seriousness, we should uh, try and co-opt... Uh... Accuracy is a good call. Yeah. I was a bit angry, actually, when I noticed that. I was like, that's fucking good. You know? Our innovation has been uh, nostalgia value, but accuracy is also very good. So it will just add... I think we should go through the crisps we've ranked already. And add an accuracy score, yeah. We'll have to, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to. So I'll have to revise that at some point. So there's content. Excellent work. Right, here we go. (laughs) The article continues. Aside from the weirdness of the face of Walker's contravening the corporate line... Gary's suggestion to Google it doesn't help much either. The search engine doesn't offer any picture evidence of the original colour of crisp packets. Not one old photograph of some 80s kid in prescription aviators clutching a bag of Walker's green cheese and onion. No ancient blue salt and vinegar packets knocking about on eBay. Not a single retro Walker's ad on YouTube that betrays a colour inverted past. But could this be, hypothetically at least be due to the search engines being able to be deliberately wiped. How certain can we be that Google isn't in in the pocket of Big Crisp? Read it. I want to hear the whole thing, please. 
so he talks about how Google could be in the pocket of that, and that's just a waste. I honestly think that's a waste of me reading it out, because it's him filling a word count, I think. Okay, fine. Bloody hell. Spokesman for Google is quick to pour water on our application. Our search results are a reflection of what's on the internet. We only remove results under a very limited certain under very limited circumstances, such as when requested by law. So they can't just go in there and change history for shits and giggles. Uh, there's a Scottish football site called pieandbovril.com. I swear, I'll do a Scottish accent. I swear that they were the other way around when I was a ween, says Yusef. Big fat tabby Dave. <laughs> while blue, <laughs> while blue 287 disperse. I can't even trust my memories no more. Yeah. There are testaments that have been popping around the world. Uh, like a shopkeeper who had been selling walkers for over 20 years from his off-license in Brixton. I definitely know that the colours have changed. The green pack has always been cheese and onion. Uh, despite these recollections, all the popular belief is crushed underfoot on the walkers' FAQ. And then it mentions the Berenstein, Berenstein burst, the Mandela effect, yeah, which is yeah. utter wank. It's just wank. Do you know what, Paul? Talks about that for a bit. Can what? I just say, I've also recognised the Mandela effect as being wank and the Berenstein Bears thing as being wank. But this is the first thing where I, I'm i on the other side of the looking glass on this one now. You know what I mean? I, I remember they made the switch in 89. I remember they did. I remember it. All right, well, let's see where the article goes. Okay. Conspiracy theories aside, there's a specific Walker's advert that multiple people I speak to remember in startling detail, in which football teams swap blue and green shirts to mark the packet switching colours. There was one which was switched, recalls Malcolm Green, the ad man who made the first Gary Lineker Walker's commercial and the other Walker's commercial campaigns in the 90s. I can't remember. Yeah, I think the flavours were switched. Everyone knew that green was cheese and onion and blue was salt and vinegar, so I think we kind of switched the colours, and it was all about that. But yeah. I just... God, I just can't remember. It's all so long ago. Hmm. He's suspicious. Why is he called Mr. Green? Yeah? Oh, mate. Why is he called Mr. Green? Do you think some of these people they're talking to are like just like disinformation people? Like, they yeah. want to keep the mystery there because it keeps people talking about walkers. Yeah. So it's like, we, we will pay you 500 American dollar to talk about... The switch and and the confiscate the facts. Why All right, the, comrade. Why are they Russian though? Walkers. Because it's a Russian conspiracy, mate. Wake up. And why are they only offering five hundred dollars? I'd la- I'd laugh. I wouldn't believe that they were really Russians. Well, we can now talk about negotiation, my friend. Okay, I want uh, five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Yeah, it's only crisps, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Right. All right. Okay. So the advert rings a bell for Larry Viner, who heads up the advertising archives. Alarm bells, he says, because I regularly get emails from people asking me very specifically about this thing, and I've never been able to track down an advert that confirms the urban myth that is still circulating. Which means it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Which doesn't mean it didn't happen, or that it doesn't exist. But I've not been able to track it down. Wow. And then when they asked PepsiCo spokesperson who own Lay's, who own Walkers, yeah, um, they said no. We've always done 
Blue packets for cheese and onion and salt and vinegar have always been green. In 2014, a YouGov survey found that 48% of the UK respondents thought salt and vinegar packets should be blue and 32% green. For cheese and onion, the results were 44% for green, 30% for blue and 10% for yellow. Who's fucking voting yellow? <laughs> for what? Cheese and onion? Yeah. I can see that. It's the cheese. Cheese alone. Cheese alone. But when you add the onion... You've either got to make it opaque or you add in the fucking green. <laughs> Have you ever... I once vomited a whole packet of... Um, do you remember they used to do sprit, spring onion-flavoured hula hoops? Do you remember those? I do. Yeah, yeah. they were kind of horrible, I remember. They were Moorish, but then, yeah, sickly almost after a while. And yeah. uh, I'd uh, had a bit too much to drink and I... I thought I was in the loo, but I was vomiting a whole packet of crisps up into a cupboard. I once uh, ate so many bacon flavour cheddars that I was sick in the back of a car and I didn't know what to do. So I pulled my pants open and was sick down my front pants. <laughs> Whoa. I was, we- I was wearing like tracksuit bottoms. It was very elastic. So I just was sick on my cock. <laughs> To be fair, I think that's all my interesting six stories out of the way, though. Now, wow, I, I really didn't think there was anything else in your cupboard that would uh, that would come out. But it, it was the whole Turkish delight vomiting incident, and now this—that is classic, Paul. Top marks. Thank you. An accompanying article with the uh, YouGov survey also noted that the colour of almost every large crisp manufacturer's packets, beside Walker's, is in line with public preference. So that goes some way to explaining the near-universal belief in the switch. Either way, we're still left with some difficult questions. If the switch happened, why would Walker's cover it up? And most importantly, who should you believe? The established narrative or the alternate one? Who do you trust? Big Brand, Illuminati, Gary Lineker, British Public their memories, or your own. So what do you think? Uh, This has actually made me question my memories. Like no other Mandela thing. I remember, you know, Mandela being released from prison. I remember watching that. And the Berenstein Bears, I never, you know. That was never in our cultural kind of purview. Well, no, I used to have them read to me as a child, those books. So they were. Yeah. It would make sense to you having American background, yeah. Yeah, um... But this, I do distinctly remember them swapping. No, you see, I don't. But again, I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't care. Because again, I think a lot of the crisps we were eating were just the usual way. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe, maybe it's just that everyone is, because Golden Wonder was so dominant. Yeah. And then Walkers sort of took over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but And Walkers were the opposite way round. No one's arguing about, about, Golden Wonder. Golden Wonder, the blue no, packets no, were no. salt and vinegar and the green packets were cheese and onion. Yeah. 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 So maybe As it that should be. But maybe we just saw that the main kind of crisp, the sort of background crisp, the standard, the basement level crisp changed. Do you see what I mean? It changed yeah. and we didn't really, and we misremembered that it was actually a different brand. Do you see what I mean? They swapped round. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking now because he's right. There's no reason. It's, there's no reason for Walkers to lie about it. There's no, no, no it'd possible. Be pointless. Why would they go through the effort? Why? I used to. I mean, earlier in this conversation, I thought maybe they were trying to build, say, we've always been here, you know, and we've always been the same. It almost suggests that they're saying because we're the biggest, everyone should do what we do and follow the color code we follow. Yeah. Everyone else is wrong. We're the trendsetters, and we're mixing it up because they're fucking crisp edge lords. 
Yeah, they are crisp edge lords. Well, they are, they do some great work though, don't they? Come on, uh, the hello, my crisps. name's Crisp Edge Lord, and I'm gonna say the word Nazi. Oh, look at me getting banned on Twitter. <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Edge Lord. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show today. Big balls. And um, you've written an essay. I don't think girls should play video games. You know, uh, I don't think they should. No. No, uh, but you've written an essay on that subject. Um, what, what's the title of your essay, please? Uh, it's called Girls uh, Don't Touch My Stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Edgelord. Uh, we'll let you know. Oh, we'll let... I, I, I am a Nazi. Yeah. I'm not really. Oh, God, it's just a joke. Can't you get it? Oh, God. Mr. Edgelord, uh, thank you. We'll get back to you and let you know if you... Uh, uh can become a permanent character on Cheap Show. Oh, I'm going to go watch some child porn. Not really. God, can't you even take a joke? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, just let yourself out. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul, that so, was just, I thought that was a good one. In conclusion. That character actually had a lot more lot more content than uh, than a lot of things. Well, he is an edgelord, uh, isn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my thoughts on this are, I think walkers have always done this. I just think because we're so used to the norm being blue for salt and vinegar, green for cheese and onion, etc., etc., that we just can't conflate that information. So we just presume they're wrong and that they change at some point to be crisp edgelords. Yeah, that's what I'm getting getting at. That's what I'm getting uh, I think it's just so bizarre, though, because it was one of those pieces of information that it is. It's mm. like an urban legend, isn't it? And we've just been telling yeah. telling it to each other for years and years and years. It's bizarre. And the lie has to stop. The lie has to stop, and we're the podcast to do it. Release the cheese moments. Release the cheese moments cut. <laughs> Get that trending on Twitter. You're not doing anything. If you're listening to this, you're not doing anything. Just randomly copy in walkers on, <laughs> on, on Twitter and just say hashtag release. What did you say? The cheese moments cut. Cheese moments. Release the cheese moments cut. That's our vendetta. Let's start a fucking podcast about that. Yeah, we haven't got enough. We we need an interview with Gary Lineker. I don't know what his... What I... well, we'll figure it out. All right. We'll figure it out, mate. We'll make a podcast called, I don't know, what should we call it? The Cheese Moments Mystery yeah. or The Great Cheese Moment Mystery. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Um, Parentheses, what happened to the triumvirate of snacks? Yeah. What was the guy in that article yes. called who had a funny name? Something Surf? Augustine Surf. What a silly name. <laughs> Is that it? You're just going to attack their well, name for like no reason. Well, it's like being called, you know, Rodan Skateboard. I would fucking love to be called Rodan Skateboard. You have no <laughs> idea. Or being called St. Patrick Windsail. Not as impressed or with Or being that one. called, I don't know, Pilot Plane Wing. Or being... Anymore before uh, I press stop. Or being called Rando... M- Go on. I've got it, mate. Rando McFactor. <laughs> nah. Here's my one. What? Raphael Bumlord. Yeah, the good Bumlord got it in there, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely top-notch stuff. Thank you. Welcome back to Cheap Show. I'm Paul Gannon. It's Eli Silverman. Welcome back. And we're going to attempt something we've never done on this podcast before. It's a remote price of shite challenge. Remote of shite. The price of remote shite. Uh, Paul, by the way, by the way, mate. Yeah. You, I. Yeah. You left that fucking game controller multi-tool in my yeah. room, and you've positioned yes. it, and I'm not happy. Okay, I don't want it in here. 
and I All want right. you to take it and this several right. board games. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll never be free of them now because everyone's in lockdown. Yes, yeah, so you you still have to shut up and put up with it for a little bit longer. You whinging, hairy man, baby. <laughs> Just get on with it. <laughs> All right, fuck you. Right. A few weeks ago, before the lockdown happened, uh, I went to Biffo and he gave me a big pile of P.O. Box stuff. So if you set a P.O. Box in, um, I do currently still have a great big fucking stack of them in the corner of my living room. So thank you very much for that. And we will get to them eventually. But as it stands, Eli... If we were to go ahead in this format using those boxes, I'd just be eating stuff as you listen to it. I don't want to listen to you eating, man. There's one thing I don't want to do. It's that. No, no. But there are some things in here that I think you will absolutely enjoy. And funnily enough, on reflection, there's a big bag of cheddars with different flavours in. It's bacon ones in there. Yeah, well, I'll be looking forward to being sick on my dick once more. <laughs> Do you think the bacon ones will set you off? I don't know. This is, it was a long time ago. Was, I remember being in the car. It's probably more travel sickness than anything else. Yeah, but you still can't eat white chocolate, can you? No, because that was purposefully bad. This was just like one or two bags in a row. That was like four white <laughs> chocolate eggs and white chocolate bars. And it's just, oh, God, even just thinking about it now, I'm feeling fucking ropey. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, so, love it, love it. So we have a big pile of P.O. boxes, and this price of shite is taken from one of those boxes. So I want to say thank you to, I hope I say this right, Binyamin, B-I-N-Y-A-M-I-N, Binyamin. Is he that, sent a box with some bits in. Does he have a second name? Th- no, because right. the first line of, this e- of the letter that comes with the box says, Hello, cheap show lads, my name is Binyamin. Okay, hello, Binyamin. Hello, Binyamin. Um, Hello. It's a real paper, ladies and gentlemen. I'm rustling it. This is a real thing that's been sent to us. He says, I've been listening to I've been listening to Cheap Show since episode 10, and I'm a loyal patron cheapskate. Wow. Thank you very much, Binyamin. Thank you. And if you. you want to be a patron cheapskate, go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show. Uh, thanks for all the laughs over the years. It's been great to see you guys grow, although you totally deserve more listeners. Yes, Binyamin. We fucking do. Chris. Oh, I'm a stand-up comedian who's on lockdown oh, and can run out of live gigs. I know. I'm going to fucking start a podcast that as soon as my live gigs come back, I'll fucking ditch it hotter than fucking cheddary sick down a child's pants. That was a good... You worked, me off that. You worked it in quite well there. You worked That's the ch- pissed me off. The cheddar, bacon cheddar puke on the nobble. Yeah. <laughs> cheddary nobbly puke. Um... Anyway, please, Eli, could you finally drop the full Be Molest song? What's the, the Be Molest song? Be Molest. Did you molest the bee or something in some passing moment? Uh, I must have done a song because there was that little period when I was into doing bees. Remember? Maybe. Have you moved Don't on? Don't you that remember? I go round the back and you lift the stinger Mate. up, didn't you? Ever since no? we went weekly, I've been I've been washing my brain of every episode the minute it's published. Come on. It gets dumped that, in think... my cachet recycling bin in my brain. I think Binyamin has had a great idea and we should revive my bee-fucking antics. Great. Well, you crack on with that because that's the content for next week then, Mr. Uh, mate, Silver. I've you already started. I've already started. I've got a drawer of bees here. They're dead. Dead prop bees for me to fuck. Right, great. Let's just move on. The stingers are neutralised. The stingers are neutralised. Yeah? The stingers just tickle. They don't sting. Right. Anything else you want to add? Like I've, maybe you like I it when you bees. get pollen on your dick end? I like the smell of pollen on my dick end. Pollen on my meters. The book by Eli Silverman. <laughs> Two meters apart. 
That's why two I've been mi- walking so close to people. <laughs> two metres is not two metres, is it? No. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Continue. Binyamin sent a lo- lovely little box of things in. Now, he sent food, and I'm just going to tease you, because when we finally get together, you'll be testing this stuff out. So he's got yeah. buffalo hot wing crisps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got two Japanese juice drinks, orange and grape. Mmm, delicious. But he's also got a family of pickles. Dill, spicy, and grande. And, mate, right, listen, hang on. I've got them in my hand now. It's one called Big Daddy Stank. Mate, these, there's, they're by a company called Van Holten. And this one in my hand is Big Papa, the Ooh. hearty dill pickle, oh. one portly pickle. And, mate, uh, that's it... a proper girth cock in my <laughs> hand, that is. So what? how are you holding the actual pickle? Isn't it in a jar? It's in a kind of um, plastic bag thing with juice around it. Oh, mate, it's just individually packed single pickle called the Big Papa. Yeah, and it's a huge pickle with proper girth on it. Yeah, you get those big it's ones like, out actually... in the States. It's making me quite envious looking at the shape and throbbage of it. And anyway, so there's that one. There's also hot mama, which is a hot and spicy pickle. I can one see there's sassy a f- pickle. There's a family theme to these pickles. Yeah, and again, uh, and this a dip. it's another big, thick, throbbing, oh, lovely big, rich big dill pickle <laughs> in the end. Okay, all right. And finally, finally, there's. Sour sis, tart and tangy pickle. They Again. are a family of pickles, and I'm wet in my mind, Fanny. Mate, this when you get hold of these, you'll be conflicted for days. You won't know whether to eat it, fuck it, or sleep with it. My flavour womb is leaving a snail trail. <laughs> Your pickle meters is seeping. Yeah, I've got a terrible oh. leaky Ken syndrome of my pickle meters. <laughs> We've all had a case of pickle drip in our time, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? They they could have called it Big Papa Stank. That's what you call, told me last week it was called, but, you know. Oh, I can't remember what I tell you. So, anyway, he's also sent three items, right? And I've got them here. Brilliant. This so is So you can play, I have sent you images of each one of these items via the gift of the internet. Paul, I have the items here photographed and ready to look at when you bring each item up okay now he has also sent the answers on a separate piece of paper so i could play along too because i actually haven't looked at these and i'm supposed to just believe you am i well in that case for the sake of fairness i won't play because no matter how this will roll out you'll have a fucking little paddy on that's right so yeah don't even try it Oh, we could, in theory, uh, just play where I just cheat and don't tell anyone. And uh, Metaculous, uh, you know, fucking, I don't, I've lost the will to live. <laughs> Sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on with you? Yeah, Paul, um, thing is, I haven't been sleeping very well. And um, oh. it's sweaty. It's funny, I looked in this package and, and there was no tiny violin for me to fucking use, unfortunately. Oh. Sorry, mate. Well, perhaps there's some other kind of useless, tired trope that comes from a fucking Punt and Dennis sketch from fucking 87. I don't know. Oh, shut up. Now, let's just imagine someone is, you know, in quarantine or whatever, and so they've decided to take up podcast listening, and they haven't heard Cheap Show before. Give them a little explanation and perhaps the jingle, Paul, before we go into the full... uh, Here we go, well, here we go with the jingle, ladies and gentlemen, and it begins like this. 
It's the fucking price of shite. 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 And that's right. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, and that's the jingle. It's ever-changing. It's fluid. And what, It's how, fluid. And how is the game played? Basically, there are a number of items, in this case three, which have been bought from a charity shop that have a price. And all you've got to do is guess each priced item. They're usually quite cheap. And the scoring goes like this. If you're bang on the money with the price, you get two points, or as we call them... Betwing, betwing! If you're within 25p, higher or lower than the actual price, we'll give you one point. And that sounds like this. Between. And then, if you get them in the right order, from cheapest to most expensive, why, you get the triple whammy between. Between, between, between. Now, Eli's playing it today, and you've been doing all right in general. You know, uh, yeah. you've been slowly working up to a... Uh... Oh, keep the end. You know what? I'm drinking during this podcast. As well. What? I'll tell you that. What? I've had one mojito, mojito, and one <laughs> top of dirk uh, since we've done that. One mojito. I've only had two mojitos. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> do you know what, Paul? I haven't had a drink uh, for the longest period of time, probably since 15 years ago or longer. Mate, this is a podcast, not an AA meeting. It's, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I, it's bizarre, though, isn't it? Because I only ever I guess. drink when I'm working or socially. And I just haven't been doing either of those things at all, so I just haven't drunk a single drop. It's not the end of the world for you, mate, is it, really, to no, quit no. drinking for a bit? It's good, yeah. But isn't it strange? Yeah. It's ma- still pounding the weed, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so let's play the game. Right. There are three items in this collection. Uh, I've sent Eli pictures of all three. I'm just going to go with uh, whatever picture Eli goes with first, and I'll maybe give him a bit more detail if he wants to ask a bit more based on his visual interpretation of so, the picture. Uh, so what? I'll just open it and look at all of them and describe them, yeah? Shall I? Is that well, the way we should do it? Well, you can open... We'll do one at a time. So, okay. yeah, just open a picture and then tell me what you see, and I'll okay. tell you a bit more about it if I can. So, the first item I'm looking at, Paul... Yes. ...is... Oh, this is very nice. It's a high-speed racing car... And it looks like it's a, a sort of cardboard model of a racing car in a, a blister pack on a on a card, mint on card. Mm, it is mint. I can safely say this is mint. Well, the card looks a bit actually from the photograph. The card looks a bit um, smashed on the corners, which is uh, could have happened in the. It could have been mint when it got in the box and it was sent to our well, PO box. There is a problem. There's meant to be four wheels in this, and there are how many? One. I, can, I can only see so one. Three have escaped somehow. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Uh, but well, it's... rather just didn't get put in. Well, because, maybe... like you know, it's got a plastic seal. It is stapled in. So for some reason, somehow three wheels weren't packed with this fucking toy when they released it. Weird. Have you tried to assemble it? No, not at all. I'm looking at the picture now, Paul, and I can see the spaces in the corners where the other wheels would have been. The round. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's also got so one of those are. little engines, you know, where you, you can rev it up and then let go and it drives for a bit by itself. It's got uh, one of those segments you can stick like, on. Like Dada car engines, yeah. Made in China. I sent you a picture of the front and back, so on the back you can see how it all assembles. Oh, it's three on. reasonably thick pieces of car design on that you pop out and then you stick the wheels and engine on. Yeah. So, uh, it's a bit like a, a card version of those what those model kits yeah i remember those like in the in the 80s you got those kind of foamy gliders that you slid the wings through and you could throw it's like that isn't it but it's also yeah. what are the plastic ones like train set models professional they all come in those lattices yeah don't they? yeah yeah 
Because it's this, all just... It's, is, is this modular? No. It's not modular. No, where's the other module? Just assembly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It might, back in the day, though, I was those little, you know, foam things you got in a paper packet that you tore and turned into an aeroplane. The one I had that I remember was a, a Danger Mouse one. You know, the D- Danger Mouse car would fly. Yeah. There was, there was one of those I could get. So I, I remember having one of those, and I was quite fond of it. But that's since been lost to time. So that's your first item, Mr. Silverman. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to know that I can maybe help you with? Did he say, did Binyamin tell us where these were purchased in terms of what charity shops? Because that uh, sometimes can give us a little clue. Purchased from Sussex Beacon in Brighton. I don't know if that's the name of a shop or the yes. area. No, that would be the, the Beacon. It's a charity. So uh, They're all bought from there, though, Okay, the so way. that doesn't help me at all because they're all from the same shop. So I can't... Um, yeah. Um, I'm thinking that's... Uh, it's around the quid mark, but you know what? You could say that from almost every item we've ever had on this section. So that is it, true. It's meaningless to say that, really. But let's uh, <laughs> let, let's just go on to the next one if we can. Now you don't want to take a guess right now, or a you quid. want to wait till you've seen all three. A quid is my guess. A, all right, a, a I'll quid. make a note of that. Next on the docket is what, Mister Silverman? No, but can I ask? I am allowed to change that price. Come back. That's yes, just, of course. That's the first guess. Okay. What is revealed to me here, Paul, is a bottle topper puzzle. Place this on top of a bottle, set the combination, and see if your friends can crack the code to get to their favourite drink. And then be ostracised by your friends for being a twat with their beer. Yeah, I would be so pissed off if I went to a party and it was like, hey, do you want a drink? Yeah, mate, I've had such a fucking day, I'd love a drink. Solve a code. Oh, <laughs> trick me do, trick me do. <laughs> I fucking, I'll, here's, I'll open it over the back of your fucking skull, yeah. you cunt. Yeah, and then I'll glass you in the stomach. Yeah, and then I'll shit in your mouth. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Paul. <laughs> Right. Solve that puzzle, you cunt. It's a- the puzzle of how did shit get in your gob. <laughs> there is no mystery. You harassed me to the ground and then held me down, valiumed me, and then shat in my mouth. Parted and, uh, the phrase is, I parted and popped. And what's more, I paid for it. Yeah, and I got an A. This is a... It's not a real puzzle, is it? Because it's just, no, it is. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a bit more because it's hard to see. Because I did take I two can pictures. Just see the one cover. of them is it out of the box. I'll, yeah. I'm just look at the, the one of it out of the box is... now. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. And it's I'm a wooden it. thing, and it's I can got, see it's quite big. Obviously, it's quite big, isn't it? It is quite big. Oh. It's about the size of like a I don't know, like a little jewelry box. Okay. So on one side you've got these. Um, it's wooden. What do you call say. it? You know, like you get... It's got a wooden finish. It's all wood. It's fact. got. It's all wood. It resembles a children's toy a bit, doesn't it? It, it resembles a, a wooden children's toy. Yeah. Is it called a combination lock? Yes. You've got those little dials and you've got yeah, to move them around. That's it. So it's got a wooden um, combination lock in the side. And the idea is you rotate these little dials to get the right code. And then that releases the thing like a key from the side. And then at the very bottom, there's a hole where the wine bottle top goes. Yeah. And that's where you place it over, screw it in. So when you unsolve it, you can take the key out and unscrew the bottle from the wooden block. But that's not actually a puzzle. It's just a lock. No, well, no, it's not a puzzle. Unless yeah. every lock ever made can be called a puzzle. No, it can't be called is, a puzzle. That... A puzzle is something you work out the solution to. There's no way of working out the solution except by going through every combination. Now, that's not true. That's not a game. Honest, that's not fun. You know, that's something you get. Well, you know, it's, this is a terrible item. On three of the dials, there are letters, and on two of the dials, there are numbers. Yes, I can see One, that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then, right. So, the thing is, is that 
theoretically, theoretically, Mr. Silverman, you could solve this because when you put the dial in a certain way, it spells something, ah, and that releases the bottle. I see. Obviously, swapping out numbers for letters. So, for example, a four could be an A, or a one could be an I. Yes. With that in mind, what do you think? Wine. The the code would be what? What? Um, wines. No. Uh, wanks. Why? No. Unless you put one on the top of your cock, and you weren't allowed to touch it until you solved the code. Waits. Waits. You should need. You need to wait to drink. So it's wait. Uh, think about what alcohol makes you feel. Wankered. Why no? Wank. Stop thinking about <laughs> wanking. Just because. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it enough. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the combination. I'll just read it out to you, yeah. and you tell me what this says, right? Okay. So it's T1P5Y. Tipsy. Tipsy is how you solve it. Then you can pull a little wooden key out of the side, right? like a, like a lock, and then that reveals your wine. So that's the second item. That is an odious piece of tat. Terrible. It's like, I, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, who's it for? Would you support the that? at the party... Would you support no. that on a Kickstarter? That is just... No! It's just ridiculous. It's not amusing. If it was like a thing where you put a lock on a wine bottle, but if you put a bunch of 10 pence pieces in, after a while it opens up, so it encourages you to maybe save some money as well as blah, blah, blah. That's cute. That's an idea of... Uh, still it's lame. better than this. Yeah, everything's better than this, and I think it was probably more expensive than the last item. So I'm going to make... I will it- say this considerably. Considerably more expensive. Okay. Yes. So I'd say I might revise the other item down, but just as a first guess, Paul, for the uh, bottle bottle topper puzzle, I'm going to say £2.50. Okay. £2.50. Right. Are we going to look at our final item now? Final item now, Mr. Silverman. Go ahead and reveal the picture. Now, this is an item that I do like. It's my favourite item of the three so far, Paul, by... a country mile it seems to be a little dinosaur stroke dragon stroke godzilla uh keyring with a torch in its mouth would you like me to see what happens when i so when you press the button obviously an led light comes on but yeah. also when i press the button it does this listen can you hear that i certainly can it sounded like a little godzilla roar that is god that does sound like Godzilla, doesn't it? They've taken the Godzilla. Yeah. I'm looking at the other photo. Uh, it's a disappointingly terrible paint job on this as well. It's not even uh, much of a paint job. It's all well, green it's, apart from one slightly lighter green on its belly. Yeah, but the way that slightly lighter green has been applied is terrible. doesn't come to the edges properly. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, terrible. But, but still but fun. There you go. It goes... Yeah, lots of fun. Especially in the dark. You're looking for your keys. You're frightened. You you don't know where you are. You look in your bag. You get your little thing out, and anyone stalking you can hear this, and they'll run away. They will not run away. They'll run away. They won't run away. You could maybe just smash them in the face with it. So so Godzilla, Godzilla, keep the energy going. Keep the energy going. Keep the energy going. Godzilla, how much do you think that is? Then it's a simple little thing. It's about the size of um, a small keychain. Mm. So fits in the palm of your hand quite nicely. Uh- not uh, as nice as that dill pickle, God. Oh, I can feel it in my palm right just now. Just stop. Ooh. You're not allowed to get sex gratification from pickles on this show. Dill pickle? Dildo pickle, more like. <laughs> now, that's an idea for another product. Dildo pickle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Use it, fuck it, eat it. No. It's the all-in-one evening. I think that the Godzilla torch keyring yes. is a quid. Do you want to revise? Yes. And are you going to give me, oh. as is your want sometimes, a sort of top-level uh, price that they didn't cost more than? No more than a fiver overall for all the things bought. I would like to say pound twenty-five for the, the roaring dinosaur torch and keyring. £1.25 for the dinosaur keyring. I have noted that. Next is what? Uh, we uh, have the... Bottle top puzzle. Bottle top a puzzle, wooden... And can I just say, my least favourite item of the three today. Mm. Annoying piece of shit. It's lucky that it was in wood, so at least it's in wood, I guess. Then it's not some kind of plastic. That's true. At least know? it's in wood. I would say that's the most expensive item, and I'd go for £2.50 for that. Two fifty for that? And then how much for the uh, racing car then? Now I know I said, I, said, I, said, I said a pound earlier. I'm going to revise that down and say 80p for the car. So I can feel a, a distinct lack of patronage incoming, mate. Well, I haven't seen the answers yet, so I honestly don't know. So the order that you want in then is race car, dinosaur, puzzle. For the three patwing There you go. Bonus, yeah. For the triple patwing bonus. Yes, well, I'd love to I'm get that. opening up the letter now, Mr. Silverman. I'm revealing the results as we go. Right. The cheapest thing on the list, the prices, the cheapest item was the mint on card racing car. Yes. You said 80p. Come on. The answer is 50p. Oh, just outside the so, between zone. Just outside. Just you 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 bounced off the between uh, a little bit. I was 5 points pence away from the between zone. Anyway, the next most expensive item. Don't don't do is this the to the roaring me. dinosaur. Yes. Yes, I've got the three between bonus. You've got the pre- we'll, we'll wait before the end before you can get your betwings, but oh. it's good to know you've at least got that. So, Fuck. you said 1 pound 25. I did. The answer was 85p for that. Again, I'm just five pence out the between zone, man. Yeah. Well, <sighs> no, you were 30p out this time, yeah. I was only 30p out on the on the first one, 50-80 as well. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, spooky. Yeah. Oh, and then you said bottle top puzzle. You said £2.50. The answer is £3 on the nose. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. So, although you did not get Petwings on the price, you did get the triple Petwing bonus. So I'm going to give you that now. Ladies and gentlemen, here it goes. Petwing! 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 Yes! Thank you very much. It's a nice feeling to get the... Th- and it's a lot more Petwings than I normally get. Yeah, and you were, you were a couple of pence away from having, what, six points overall? But Ooh. three is still respectable. It's very respectable Petwing count there. Yeah, I'm glad. I'd just like to thank everyone. How did you feel the price of remote shite went? That was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I like it. you what, well, I'll keep hold of the little dinosaur for you. All right, thanks, mate. Yeah. And everything else is going right up my arsehole. Oh, With that dill pickle as a lovely little butt plug to seal the deal. No, it's not. Don't... I won't eat pickles that have been in you, by the way. Well, how do you know you haven't already? I don't know that for sure, Paul. I don't know that. Exactly. So... Captain Dildo Pickle. He's from space. He's got Dildo Space Rockets. And a funny... No. (laughs) This lockdown, <laughs> I know, has I know. affected my I'm a, I'm a sweaty, I'm in a sweaty nussel net, nest here uh, on my bed. Sweaty mess. I'm a sweaty nussel nestage bed, and I've got fucking. I've got. Do you know what I bought? What I bought a uh, Mexican tamarindo 
tamarinds lollipop thing. Oh, you boring arsehole. I'm Shut gonna, up. I'm going to have some now. <laughs> Not interested mm. in your Mexican lolly. Ooh, wow. Ooh, you'd hate this. So what, no, I, I have to hear you suck things and go ooh in my ear now that for a little is, while, do Ooh, I? that spicy tamarindo. Ooh. Right, good. That's really hot. Ooh, it's quite nice, actually. Ooh. Oh, Eli. Oh, it's really hot. Oh, you know what I'm doing? Oh, oh, Eli. Oh, guess what I'm doing, Eli? You're putting that pickle in your bum hole. Right up me arsehole, mate. I'll put lovely sis in. Just save, well, the, thank save you. the sis for me. All right, well, thank you to Binyamin for the lovely price of shite. Thank you. And we'll be eating your cheap eats at a later date. What? Uh, I, uh, uh, <laughs> 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 what the, uh Right, let's just wrap this up then. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Admin time. Thank you for supporting Cheap Show. A lot of you obviously are going through some tough times at the moment, what with the lockdown affecting the country as it is. So if you do support us on Patreon already and you continue to do so, that is still very amazing. Patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show. You get podcasts and all kinds of stuff. We're playing catch up on our extras, so bear with us. Yeah, we will be delivering a Patreon episodes won't we yes and then we need to do the mini ones again soon and all kinds of stuff and behind this whole fucking last couple of weeks has been madness so we'll we'll figure it out but if you support us or would like to patreon.com forward slash cheap show and every penny really matters and we deeply appreciate it uh the voting is now open for the cheap show awards that we will do live on a youtube stream in june fingers crossed so if you want to, if you go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, I'll put a link at the top of the page that will send you directly to the uh, awards and the categories and what you can do to vote. It's very simple. It's also going to be on Twitter as well. And uh, Project Cheap Skate, SK8, uh, is the Twitter account run by Rhiannon. Check that out. All information will also be in the metadata for this episode. If you've listened to it on a podcast app, read down. All the links will be there for you. Paul? Yes, dear? Could I just say two things? Uh, yes. One, very hard nusslage. Very hard. Yes. Very hard. Very compact. Firm nusslage. It's compact. Just a bit compact of... Compact and firm. Just a bit of give. And, uh, Is it like AstroTurf? No, I'm Is done like with that. soft? I'm but... done with that now. All right. I'm done with that. And the All second right. thing I want to say, right. it was more of a question, really. Are we allowed to vote for ourselves? For ourselves? Yes, I have already voted for all the things that make me look good so therefore i will win okay and we'll be doing the awards live on youtube in june it'll be a star-studded event uh a two-hour live cheap show award show so support it nominate uh she's already had a ton of people um reply and nominate so why not if you're listening go over to our website or our twitter at the cheap show pod and nominate there there's going to be links yo yeah what else have i got to do Email us about anything, thecheapshow at gmail.com, and we'll read it out. I've got nothing fucking else to do. (laughs) Also, I've had an idea. Ah. You know they've cancelled Eurovision? I know they've cancelled Eurovision. Although we're not really a Eurovision podcast, how about we do the Cheap Show Eurovision Song Contest, where we ask people who listen to send in songs, and then we'll listen, and then judge them harshly and cruelly. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love that. And then we pick a winner. Yeah. And well, I'll get Ash involved, and then we can play a few of our favourite Euro pop hits in between them and stuff like that. Yeah. Lo- lovely idea, Paul. I'm up for it. So if you're listening, and it doesn't matter if you're good at making music or not, if you want to record like a minute tops, a song that you think would be a Eurovision hit for Cheap Show, record it, send it, we'll compile them, and then we'll review them. 
We don't care how you do it. Just don't, you know, what? Whack your dick on a fucking on a on a tin cup. I'd like that. I'd like that actually on reflection. If you send a video yeah. of yourself whacking into a cup and making beautiful music, then I would love to see it. Also, they know how to appeal to me as a judge, don't they? If the subject matter is uh let's say a certain type of pasta shape, say no more. Yeah, it's like nudge nudge, wink wink. Or sauce, or sauces. Or sources. Well, if you want to win my heart, then um, you got to make your song about uh, Ghostbusters. God, I'm a boring <laughs> man. Boring, boring man. Or The Binding of Isaac. a book about ghost hunting and Ghostbusters. If you want to help support it, unbound.com forward slash books forward slash ghosts. What's your Twitter account? Eli Snoid, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. Follow me there. I'm Paul Gannon at... Paul Gannon Show. Follow me there. Also, <laughs> The Cheap Show at The Cheap Show Pod. Follow us there. And send nudes. I've been saying that on Twitter. Send nudes. But not nudes. Noodles. Send us your noodles. Send nudes. And your big odd dick or your big boobs. I'll have them as well. Covered in noodles. Paul, what? I'm right. I'm writing a book. And? Yeah. yeah. Ask me. Yeah. I need more information. Uh, what's your book about, Eli? Noodles, right? No, anyway, no, see no next it's week, not about noodles. It's not about noodles. It's called Go on. Escape from Abuse, My Life with Paul Gannon. Oh, yeah? Do you want to know I've got a book coming out? What? It's called Living with Monkeys, it's My <laughs> Life, doing a podcast with Eli Silver. Well, you know what? I've got a book coming out. It's called Cut, Paul, Cut. Yeah? Just oh, that. I've got a book coming out. Yeah. It's called Weepy, Drippy, Sad Dick. The story of Eli Silverman. Well, I've got a book ca- coming out. It's called Paul's Froth Cannon Came in My Mouth Hole. <laughs> that sounds more like a Daily Star article. <laughs> anyway. I've got a book coming out. I've got a book coming uh... out. How to do card tricks with fat, stumpy hands by <laughs> Eli Silverman. <laughs> I've had enough of this, Paul. What? I don't fucking <laughs> no, know, don't mate. How do we wrap this up? <laughs> we should have wrapped it up a good five or six years ago. We should. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, well, let's go. Let, let's say goodbye for now and say goodbye to everyone okay. who's listening. We we'll hope you're having fun. Goodbye. And uh, if you if you want to chat with us on Twitter and you're a bit bored, you give us a shout. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye, Eli. Say bye-bye, Eli. Bye, Eli. Bye. 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 Bye.